Okay, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you find yourself listening to this. Hello, I'm so glad that you're here. As always, I'm finally feeling like myself today. I definitely got a catch of that nasty flu going around. It took me out for an entire week. I was sleeping, vomiting, not able to eat, drinking so much water, lots of watching a lot of Star Wars movies and you know just enjoying Disney plus (laughs) what are you guys watching right now I feel like I've binged through most of my stuff and now I need something more so tell me what you're watching what you're loving other than holiday movies because obviously right super simply I like to think of mindfulness as paying attention to intention And when I googled the definition of mindfulness, it gave me a bunch. One of them includes the practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state of heightened or complete awareness of one's thoughts, emotions, or experiences. Whoops. (laughs) Sorry, let me say that again. Um, And take a sip of water. So... Um, let's get back in. I hope you are feeling well, and if you're not, well, I hope that my soothing voice will be here to do just that, soothe you a little bit. I wanted to talk this week about more thriving habits and how to build some of those. And one of the biggest ones that I've cultivated that I'm still mastering is mindfulness. And building mindfulness is something oops, something that you literally have to build. Like it you can't just think, okay, I'm being mindful and then let that be enough. That's a great first step, but it is something that you have to keep chiseling away at. And just like my pep talk last week, my morning routine was something I crafted on purpose over time. And those things definitely helped me build more mindfulness for myself. And this week, I wanted to talk about that even more. Because besides the morning, how do I keep myself tethered to these good vibrations? (laughs) Like I mentioned, as soon as I leave my house, I know that things are no longer about me. So it can be hard to leave my ego at the door. And there are things that I do throughout the day to keep me feeling like myself. And when I think of ego, I go to my love for C.S. Lewis. And he talks about humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. And so that's how I think of my ego. It's not thinking less of myself. It's just putting my needs later you know again that's why I focus so hard on cultivating mindfulness for myself first thing in the morning so there's things that I do to keep me centered on on point keep me operating at my highest self but before we go there I want to ask you when you think of mindfulness what do you think of so cultivating thriving habits means that you start to pay attention It's noticing our own patterns so that we can change things to get us into that thriving state. And one of the things I do this, are you surprised? But it's journaling. And I don't just journal first thing in the morning, but I'll keep it going throughout the day. 
Um, it's funny because an affirmation that I got last week just read, when I'm grateful for what I have, I can feel good along the way to what I desire. Ugh, yes. So having an attitude of gratitude makes room for more greatness to find you. Think of the last time you were in a mood, you know, one of those stinkers of moods. And then as the day went on, there was just more crap that piled up and then started to happen. One of those like, why me days. I feel like that was my entire week last week, just being sick. I had deadlines, but my body had other plans. And it's because we're settled in and we're focused on the crap that we're only allowing space for more crap to get in. So sometimes my gratitude is simply that I got out of bed. Because back in the day, my gratitude was finally that I had a bed. (laughs) At one point when I was homeless, I was sleeping on a lot of floors or in a car. And the fact that I had a bed of my own was a big flipping deal. So sometimes my gratitude tracking in my journal will just be the fact that I was able to lay in a bed because I know what it's like to not have one. (laughs) Knowing that I have depression, my gratitude of getting out of bed is sometimes, again, the only thing I can think of. And that's good enough. And it's fun because my gratitude layout in my journal changes month to month. Sometimes I'll collect things to put inside my journal, kind of like a scrapbook. Um, Like when we were in Mexico for our friend's wedding, I have things from those experiences in my journal for gratitude reflection. So like our name place cards, even like the schedule of Mexico itself. And um, it's just really nice visually to look back at. Um, over the months I've just doodled a page of gratitude from the month. And so it will just say words or names. Um, one of them just says cake. (laughs) And for, I would say like around the past three or so months, I've just been doing one line of gratitude a day and I will just write out the days of the week, um, along the left side of the page with like the corresponding numbers of the day. And then I'll just give myself that one line to write whatever I want, whatever I'm thankful for, for that day. Um, Just like with the doodle, sometimes it's just a name. Sometimes it's a couple of sentences, but it's only ever one line. And whatever way you track gratitude, just do it. Do it as a family. Don't let Thanksgiving and the holidays be the only time you talk about what you're grateful for. Uh, Other things I'll track in my journal are my moods. And I love a great line graph. The only time my math love comes in (laughs) is when I'm tracking moods. But I'll usually think of, I'll usually range of like 10 different feelings. And I'll write those along the y-axis and then the dates along the x And I'll make sure to track my moods at three, usually three different times of the day because we don't usually carry the same mood for the full day. And so my ranging emotions for November, December started at 100% indulgent. So if I'm just being indulgent to the max, like not taking care of myself and just binge watching and just being indulgent (laughs) 
Two on the positive side was harmonious. And it was interesting because a couple months ago during my daily choosing of feelings, I chose the word harmonious because I knew I was going to go to the mall (laughs) to go get my new iPhone. So that meant braving the mall, meant uh, parking, it meant people, and just saying those things make even now my body feels tense. And just thinking of all of those people and all of those obstacles, I knew I didn't want to carry this exact feeling into that store. So instead I chose the word harmonious to feel that day. And my energy just fell into place. I got no joke the second spot in from the door in the parking lot. I was helped right away as soon as I entered the store, but you know, it's usually their customer service anyways. But the guy that helped me spent so much time with me. He yelled at my phone company for me. He was able to get me a major discount um, off of my phone, even though there was a little scratch on it. He, everything, it wasn't just him, but like everything was just flowing in my favor and it was so beautiful and harmonious. And I knew that I wanted to keep that feeling going. So I put it on the top of my feelings chart. And when something happens in the day, um, it's fun because I think about it in that moment and I'll sit in that feeling and I'll think of where I'll track it in my journal and like what the line graph will start to look like for the day. And just like that simple note of when I will track it and that I will track it, that shit keeps me grounded. And um, excuse me. So I remember when I was at the Imperfect Bosses camp, I kept telling people that I wanted to bottle the feeling and just the love of camp and then take sips of it whenever I needed those positive feelings. And I think of the same as um, my mood tracker in a way. So it's a good time for me to check in with myself. So I'll track my moods first thing in the morning, in the afternoon, and then like in the early evening. And I'll do three different colors for those three different times of day. And it's just interesting to see how my moods will fluctuate throughout the day. So not only will I track my moods and my gratitudes, but then also my habits because Yes, even I am still trying to create new and healthier habits, like setting intentions for the days, um, tracking days I don't spend money, that kind of stuff. And it's nice because the habit tracker can be whatever you are trying to cultivate. And so you can choose whatever you want and it can be anything. So you could even do this with your kids, right? Like brushing your teeth. I've started using um, my non-dominant hand when I am brushing so that I do have to pay more attention to my intention. Um, If you checked out the show notes a few weeks back, there's a great soul pancake video we linked that was just a pep talk of kids. And at the end, they refer back to Jessica, this little girl in the mirror, just telling herself, positive affirmations she's just so cute just jazzing herself up she's like I like my hair I like my pajamas (laughs) so I'll do that 
but you know like more adult friendly so instead of focusing on my crow's feet that are coming in and my laugh lines that are getting deeper I'm becoming more grateful for those I'm noticing them and just being in awe of my body and just the memories and that kind of stuff you know so like what other everyday activities do you do that you usually turn your brain off for? Sometimes it can even be driving. And usually, sometimes it can be freaky um, because you'll uh, just drive and then end up getting where you're going. It's like, well, like how did that even happen? <laughs> when I Googled the definition of mindfulness, I found this one that I really, really liked. And it says, the practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state of heightened or complete awareness of one's thoughts, emotions, or experiences on a moment-to-moment basis. And I just think that's exactly what mindfulness is. It's a great definition. In last week's show notes, we linked to Headspace's mini meditation to cultivate more mindfulness. And on their website, they have a longer definition, um, but it Part of it reads that mindfulness is the quality of being present and fully engaged with whatever we're doing at the moment, free from distraction or judgment and aware of our thoughts and feelings without getting caught up in them. And again, it's a definition that I really like. I enjoy that both of them have the non-judgmental part. And just like with my KDC stuff, it's all around non-judgment and mindfulness is just another way we can practice this. So thinking of how many thoughts on average we have a day, it's like how many of those are we actually paying attention to? Because just like with day-to-day activities, we kind of shut our brains off, right? And research experts estimate that the mind thinks between 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Like, that's bananas, right? Breaking it down, that's an average of 300, or sorry, 3,000 thoughts an hour. So again, what are you paying attention to? And why should we care? I feel like in most people's cases, like we're still scared of our feelings because we haven't really harnessed how to use them as a superpower. But... Um, I found that tracking my feelings and actually paying attention helps me, again, use them to my advantage because now I'm not avoiding feelings, I'm using them on purpose. And instead of uh, when an unwanted feeling comes up, I'll think of, like, again, driving, how we can just turn our brains off I want to know like what is going on around me right like I think of people when I'm driving who like don't shoulder check or are not spatially aware of any other vehicles in the road and it can be crazy so just again paying attention to more of what is actually going on around you um Also paying attention to what you're intaking through your brain, through your body, but 
like using the internet for good <laughs> besides Google and WebMD because you know that's a dark dark hole that you can go down but using my phone and the internet for more mindful things so I like great uh, apps <laughs> that kind of keep us keep me straight so I really like listening to headspace first thing in the morning like those are just some easy ways I've been able to add more mindfulness to my day so when you sign up for my newsletter I'll send you a quick three-step guide for you to do the same so you can start adding mindfulness so easily in my three-step guide so head over to the website kdccoaching.com and sign up for that bad boy one lesson I learned to help with even more mindfulness was that multitasking, it's a big old lie. It's a big old lie. I remember uh, working in retail back in the day and all those job interviews were so the same and like being a part of the service industry, retail, they're always like, what is one of your strengths? And my go-to was always multitasking. I'm a great multitasker. And it's usually thought of something positive, right? Because it shows that we're able to do a lot of things at one time. Why wouldn't a retailer service job like that quality in a human, right? It means that you can help a customer while folding clothes, while taking orders, while doing other things. But I want to disrupt this right now and tell you that I am on a mission, <laughs> death to multitasking. <laughs> Um, I've been doing a lot of research and reading a lot about this and one study that I found was where two groups of people were given same set list of instructions so one group was able to do the tasks start to finish and the other group had to do part of step one and then go on to step two and then start that and then go on to step three and then keep going and going so Based on those two groups, which do you think finished first and had higher concentration throughout the activity? It was the one that did everything one step at a time instead of jumping from one task to the next. And it's interesting and why us as entrepreneurs promote batch working so hard, if you've heard that word. You know what I mean, but it's the exact same thing. It's the opposite of multitasking is batch working. Our brains aren't supposed to jump around from one thing to another. When we're multitasking, it actually reduces our efficiency and our performance. Instead of making us faster, it actually just slows us down. So when I think of mindfulness, I also think of the words mindful, right? Just our brains are filled with all the things we have to do. So if we think of our brain as a garden, wherever you water it, that's where it will grow, right? So if you're thinking about all of the things you have to do and it's stressing you out, go listen to episode 34, Be a Mud Hero. But also, if you're watering only your anxieties, that's the only thing that's going to continue to grow. Try to water it with more understanding and more compassion to help it not be so weedy, <laughs> So I want to ask, where do you want to grow this week? How can you be more mindful so that you water where you intend to instead of not what you intend to? If you want more help on this, like more guidance, let me know. And I would love, love to coach you more one-on-one. -on -one. 
if you're trying to build more mindfulness with your kiddos, just start practicing during meal time, like breakfast, dinner, whenever you guys are eating together, even just in the car. Mindful eating with your kid is a great way for you to connect with food in a positive and healthy way. So you can talk about what it tastes like more than just it being yummy, right? And as homemakers, home cookers, right? Like we work really hard finding recipes, figuring it out, going grocery shopping, just for all of it to be consumed in like under 10 minutes is sometimes so frustrating. So talk about the texture, the taste. What other taste words can you name, right? Being salty, sweet, crispy, sticky, chewy, crunchy, slimy, bitter, sour, chalky, right? Like all of those words can create more curiosity around food instead of fear. And it can make eating so much fun. (laughs) And also talk about it uh, with your kids. It can be a fun way to build more mindfulness together. Something is beeping and I don't know what that was. So anyways... So at dinner tonight, choose one of the items on your plate and just talk together about what you think it tastes like before you taste it. Talk about what you think the texture could be like and what it could taste like. And then talk about it together, right? Do it with yourself even. Even if it's just with your morning coffee, you know intellectually what it tastes like. Like I'm picturing my favorite cup of coffee right now. I know what it tastes like how it feels in my mouth but at the same time like even though we can make our coffees every single day the same way it's still going to taste a little bit differently so be more mindful with it be mindful with your lunch just start slowing down enough to pay attention I dare you that's your dare for this week be mindful during a meal especially with your kids think about how you could track Um, any of those things, like I was saying in your journal, whether it be gratitude or a habit or even just a mood, just start paying attention to your intention, friends. Let's cultivate more mindfulness together. All right. Have a great week. I look forward to talking to you soon.